0: what was that like getting this incredible album that uh, you know done in three weeks from what I understand, very mostly live, very few uh, overdubs. Um, what, what, what is that pace and how do you, how do you, how do you put them you know, to the task of well, let's, let's get these songs done?
1: Well, I mean, I would say cocaine is their co-producer for some of it because go. that makes people work very fast. And that was, you know, not a thing that I was a fan of, but also I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could control that at the time. So, you know, like David Lee Roth, he really saw things in terms of, he didn't really know about time. He just knew um, how many cocaines is it? How far are we in today? Is it, I'm, a, I'm at three cocaines. Can we, and that's my terminology, obviously. But that's how he would measure things is like, we knew we were done for the day when it was six cocaines.
2: Yeah. You're listening to a conversation between Tom Chalmers, a fan of Van Halen, and Tamara Federici, producer of Every Band Ever, already in progress.
1: I'm really excited to be talking with Tom Chalmers today. He suggested talking about Van Halen, and I thought that was a fantastic idea, because I mean, the 80s for me were much different uh, with them in my life, and I'm eager to talk about it and i'm eager to hear his experiences about the band van halen and what they meant to him so uh tom thank you so much for coming on
0: thanks for having me Tamara. this is now this is nice um we've only known each other for a short amount of time but it's been really right. nice to find out that we have all these sort of overlap points people in common living in cities at the same time uh and then finding out that also we have musical touch points in common that you have been involved with some of my favorite bands. It's just great to hear. So, yeah, I I wanted to specifically know about if you had involvement with Van Halen because they were one of my uh, favorite bands growing up, but also one of the first uh, celebrity encounters I ever had, which also gave me one of my first celebrity moments. So
1: I would love to hear about that. Uh, So uh, how old were you?
0: So I was in junior high seventh grade and they were on tour. i grew up in western massachusetts in holyoke massachusetts okay uh, and they were on tour uh, supporting van halen 2 at the time and uh, there was a brand new mall that just opened up in our, our area the ingleside mall which back then was sort of like the new mall you know like two levels of food court and all that stuff back when that was a fresh idea and that uh, oh it's sad the dead mall now yeah you know? um <laughs> So we're up at the mall. I'm there with my mom and my uh, uh, older brother, his girlfriend, and my younger brother. And people are, did you hear? Van Halen's here. Van Halen's here. So uh, <laughs> it was the night before that they were supposed to play at the local civic center. Um, and so they've come and they saw a movie at the, uh, the Cineplex. They saw The Kids Are All Right, the Who oh, the
1: concert film. Wow. Uh,
0: and then they were sort of at the bar and the food court. Like, oh, my God, it's really them. Wow. All exciting. <laughs> We're on our way up to the car and they're sort of coming out the same exit that we are leaving and people are starting to know it's them and they're sort of like, okay, we probably should go. We're starting to get a little bit of uh, too much attention. They had called two taxis, only one showed up. So as many of, so it was the band plus some road crew and otherwise, and many got into the cab as they could and they're like, send another one. So we sort of nudge my mom, we drive by in our station wagon. And uh, uh you boys need a ride. Uh oh. was my mom who's the sweetest woman ever, so they're like sort of looking around. There's a little bit more attention than I like. Sure. And they all sort of like hop in our our, our Chevy Brom kind of thing. The the, the brom. It's like the the, the family truckster, you know, like the paneled station wagon. And we give uh, some of the members of a ride. Uh, first to the package store at what's what we call them in Massachusetts, the liquor store.
1: Oh, Um, okay. And
0: and then eventually to their hotel. And along the way, you're like, are you coming to the show tomorrow night? We wish it sold out. They say, why don't you come on by and uh, have you come in? So we did go back the next night. Some of us, my older brother, and, and I got to go along. We go to the backstage. No one knows what we're talking about. We go to the tour bus. We were told to ask for Ted Templeman, who I guess you have yes. worked with. Wow. Um, uh, and kind of, and he's like, yeah, you are guy, guy." and they hook us up at backstage passes. We get to go see the show. They're incredible. And then I later got to tell that story on uh, David Letterman, Brush with Greatness, um, in which I tried to get a little funny, and David Letterman sat me down, like cut me off mid-interview because I tried to make a joke, uh, and he didn't pr- appreciate that. But the audience likely was like, oh, so he came back, let me finish the story. And it had a nice ending. And so that's how I got to be on TV was because of Van Halen.
1: Wow. And then, uh, I don't
0: know if they ever mentioned it. but
1: uh, Wow. And then uh, we also learned that David Letterman tried to cramp your style.
0: He did. It's uh, not okay. But I, I did not follow directions. When they bring you up and put you on the aisle, they're like, listen, Dave's going to come and talk to you. And uh, just answer the questions. Don't, don't do any more than that. I tried to do more than that. and uh, Dave, let me know.
1: It's, his, it's being, his
0: name on the marquee. Yeah.
1: yeah, but you were being rock and roll.
0: Yes, I was. Thank you,
1: man. I have some questions for you about yes. this. Yes. Wow. So, <laughs> I think it was. Uh, what did the band look like at the time?
0: That so? Again, this is you know, Van Halen two time. They looked great. Again, they they yeah. They look like
1: rock stars. Yeah, it, and they definitely
0: have the a sort of you know a kind of cut tank tops and the and the sort of tiger jeans and the and the hair and all that kind of stuff is great so they hadn't gone full um you know rock and roll regalia full halen yeah but again they're just uh beautiful hair the van halen, and there's a third van halen brother as you know yeah. alan van halen is the tour manager he, he was uh in, in in the car with us um they have beautiful hair the van halen's just gorgeous
1: hair <laughs> i've had you know i haven't seen wolfgang's hair i don't know if he's like the, the, the conservative one, but right. wow, did you get to touch their hair? I'm Just curious. Um,
0: uh, well, I got to get in the way way back of the station wagon, so I, I feel like I might have sort of like brushed against it, sort of like trying to lean forward to be included wow. in the conversation. Um, but yeah, but they were great and, and uh, charming and very nice to, to my mom. They was, were
1: charming to your mom. Yes, yeah. they uh, weren't like assholes or brown? No.
0: not at that not at that time. Um, wow. so again, I think that's what I wanted to talk to you about is just sort of see how they start from these just like um, just likable fresh kind of thing to eventually being consumed by the life of rock and roll. which oh sort God. of pulled the band apart. Um, but again, I want to ask you if, if you sort of pay attention to uh, their songs and their albums, like they sort of are sending uh warning signals along the way that things things may not be what you see so that that's what I want to ask.
1: Warning signs yes.
0: Fair warning. Yeah. Fair
1: warning. Um, I I I want to answer this, but I also want to know what your experience of the show was. Like you're being really kind, <laughs> but the I show was
0: amazing. Tell um, me. Uh, so that was my first concert ever. Um, <gasps> I Remember? That's
1: your first concert, first ever? concert ever. Is that? <laughs> is happy. that your mom? Uh, is that so, your mom is at the ball? And you? Oh yes. my god! Um,
0: and it was great. I remember. I never felt music in my chest like that before. Again, <gasps> you know the.
1: Oh. Like,
0: Alex Van Halen's drums and adjust, uh, but yeah, no, they're, they're incredible. And uh yeah, I mean, Eddie Van Halen's signature guitar style and just David Lee Roth, just jumping and doing the big leg split kicks and, um and then, you know, uh, Michael Anthony, you know, holding down the center. Um, um, so yeah, it was great. I mean, I, 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 I've been going to see concerts ever since, uh, hoping to relive that moment. Oh my
1: God. Did they do the, um, the grandfather clock? That's the, the move that I, <laughs> that that is sort of clunky but i suggested that the two guitars to you know move at the same time back and forth you know with their guitars uh, but i don't know i did
0: see them three or four more times in concert along the way i do remember them uh, introducing that they had not not yet put that in
1: i see uh oh my gosh your life was an 80s movie yeah <laughs> for that and you what were your, were your seats, um, were they up close? Were they further away or were so they? So we had backstage passes,
0: which was exciting. And I wanted to put it on my, my leg and being like. You
1: Did know, you so, see me?
0: Uh, I, I don't remember seeing you, okay. uh, it may have happened where we might have overlapped. So again, backstage passes is great, but then you're sort of backstage. And you're like, this isn't necessarily a great view of the show. Um, so we were sort of allowed to, you know, like, here, why don't you guys come around to the side? And otherwise it's general admission out front kind of thing. So we sort of found our way and and found a good view, you know, maybe about, you know, a third of the way back off to the side and sort of working our way and, and it was fantastic. And then as it got towards the end of the stage, we're like, oh, get uh, the show quickly get to the uh, backstage again. And I remember being in a backstage where there's just all the craft services and everything. And everyone, a lot of people standing around, they sort of come in you're like, oh my God, I can't believe it's them and then there was like a little uh, diversion, um, like they brought in some new food or something, and I went, ooh, and then you turned around and they were gone. Um, wow. So I Wow,
1: they didn't stay and hang out? They
0: did not stay and hang out. Um, there was sort of a uh, joking offer of, uh, are we gonna sort of uh, come back to the hotel later? Um, but- it, What if you did? Uh, I, I was <laughs> in seventh grade. And anyway.
1: that's how I started on cocaine.
0: Yes. Um, <laughs> But, it, but no, it, it was great. And so, um, I mean, uh, I was already listening to the music. I was very familiar with uh, Van Halen and Van Halen 2 that, at, at that time. So, again, it wasn't just, oh, look, there's some band at the mall. It was like, it's Van Halen, maybe my favorite band at the time, is at the mall.
1: That's like, that's just such a dream from the beginning. Yes.
0: <laughs> and then hooray for, uh, the uh, you know, the taxi dispatcher who screwed up and only sent one taxi. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And hooray for moms. Moms. She made it happen. She did. Wow. How was she, did you talk to her about it? Or was it like, let's never speak of this? No, she
0: loved it. Again, she did not go to the concert. That was not her thing. Although she um, is someone who grew up liking music in the fifties and sixties. So she, she was a cool mom. Um, But no, she thought it was all like very exciting. One, that's just who she is, like, well, these boys need a ride. Let's get them to where they need to go, you know. Um, oh we've got plenty of room. Go on, scooting back. Come on, move over. Let them sit down. Um, and then, you know, didn't mind, like, hey, do you mind if we stop it again? A package store? is what we call a liquor store in Massachusetts. Um, whatever you boys want. Um, and, uh, and, you know, got them there and, like, okay, well, best of luck tomorrow with your show and all that stuff. Yes.
1: I... Skipped over the part that your mom <laughs> took them to go get alcohol. They did, yeah. <laughs>
0: some, some snacks and alcohol, yeah.
1: Can you apologize to your mom about Hotford Teacher for me? I'm sorry we made that.
0: Uh, she's uh, good with all of it. Um, now my mom tried very hard to be uh, uh, cool and was. Um, she had a funny way of either adding an article that wasn't necessary like she referred to him as the van halen or the um, youtube or sometimes with rockley just referred to people by oh is this benatar i'm like you mean pat benatar i think she goes by her full name Mom. Huh? um but yes oh is this, is this benatar uh, but she loved it all no, she was great and she was very excited that she was able to sort of create a moment that. Obviously, we got to go to school the next day and talk all about it, and then go to the show.
1: The coolest person in the decade, probably, in your school. Did, did you get to capitalize on that at all?
0: Uh, it, was, it, it was pretty great. Um, uh, my older brother, Bob, sort of got to own that story a little bit more because he was like in front and he was doing a little bit more of the, the communicating. I was you know, tucked in the way, way back, um, like a piece of luggage, um, but I didn't care. I, I was there.
1: He was talking to the Van Halen, and your mom was like, "I'll pass until it's Benatar." Yes, exactly. That is a wild story. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And did you uh, did you make uh, shallow friends because of it? That were like, we are this guy. I mean, like you. That's an, that's not even like a brush with. We saw him, or he gave me his necklace or something, yeah. or Van Halen threw me his um, uh, guitar pick. It's an, an actual. <laughs> like
0: it certainly made our station wagon a lot cooler than it was uh we called it the tilt mobile because it had sort of uh, one of its struts had sort of shifted so it literally was sort of like uh, at an angle um so it was not the coolest thing to be picked up at school or be dropped off um one of the things like when you drop me off here and i'll walk kind of thing, but now it would be branded the van halen mobile um you definitely wanted to be seen in in the station wagon
1: i mean i feel like you're shedding a lot of light right now because One of the, one of the working titles for Van Halen was Titmobile, and I feel like that was a nod to you guys because I didn't know where it came from. And now, uh, this many years later, it turns out it was you, in Holyoke, Massachusetts, driving Van Halen around. I'm so glad they didn't break anything in your car and they didn't.
0: Perfect gentleman.
1: uh, Oh my God!
0: Um, But I would say, yeah. You know people know but most of the communication was done through alan the third brother the tour manager because he was sort of used to being the the buffer between the band and the public yeah. so he, he, he was he sort of organized it all oh, and okay. this was, was really nice oh my God. Um, which has but i had questions for you about all of this okay um, so i know they didn't initially start off as van halen um for a while they were known as the broken combs um which i'm very glad so if you are to be thanked for telling them. Don't call yourself that. Uh, I, I thank you because I feel like that's such a, a sad, sort of a low self esteem thing to call yourself, it's like the broken combs. The
1: broken combs. We have hair, but it the combs don't make it through it.
0: Right, um, and then they tried to. They wanted to call themselves Genesis. Now you may remember that until they found out there was already a, a band called Genesis. You know
1: they didn't even care though. They were like, "But we were also, we are Genesis also," and it was like that is a really bad idea. And they yeah. were like, "We fuck it, man." And it was like, "No, that's not how that works. You can't. It's not like having two mics. We it just isn't and gonna." So, yeah.
0: however, it settled on Van Halen. That, that was a good choice.
1: There I mean. was Mammoth in between, which yes. I feel like that was, be- that's better than the other two. But then, um, yeah, Van Halen. I feel like they got lucky that it was, you know, they didn't have to think too far to be like, it'd be like me naming the band Federici be like, why didn't we start with this? Yeah. Van Halen was the right way to go.
0: Good. Um, And then wanted to ask you about their their early beginnings. So the legend is that uh, Gene Simmons from Kiss um, produced their demo tape. Um, I don't know if you were there for that or if you sort of like, I'll take it from here. But uh, he's sort of credited as sort of, you know, putting their first recording and then bringing it to a recording label that passed.
1: Yeah, I think I was more like, "Thank you, I'll take it from here." Mm-hmm. Because once I have an album, once I know they're doing an album, I'll come in and um, produce that. Sometimes I'm there right at the little, uh, right at the genesis of their <laughs> band, of saying like, "I'm here right now, right as the little amoeba is forming." But then he he. Uh, started it off and then from there i i kind of knew that there would be something um something crazy (laughs) you know they're made for the 80s
0: yeah and the making of that first album it's like was that was made in three weeks
1: yeah they don't do anything over that time period there's nothing if you're not done we're stopping halfway through and that's going to be it you know like there was a real time limit on all of their albums i i mean i think i can hear that (laughs) but uh i yeah that was it it was sort of like you get to, you know, mark that off on your calendar and then done.
0: And was that just because uh, studio time was hard to come by or is it just sort of hard to corral the wind that was their energy for more than
1: three weeks? More the latter. And also um, they didn't, really. they're not big on calendars. So sure. to get more than uh, it's, it's Saturday, but a different Saturday, which is the right, right after this Saturday. Yeah. So you're more like, it's this time frame. Let me show you the block on the uh, on the calendar, and it's right. this much, this much time.
0: That they um, eventually named an album nineteen eighty four. That's about as much of a calendar as they could comprehend, like the year, but maybe
1: not the yeah. The... That's a creative leap that they're not going to make. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're like, what year is it? Oh, wait, what? I really don't know. Somebody, guys, somebody tell me what's nineteen eighty four? Oh, it's totally named as nineteen eighty
0: four because okay. it's now. i uh, wondering if you get credit. Uh, that's it. Started off, uh, Eddie started playing drums, and Alex was on guitar. And at some point, they switched. And hooray that they did, as they're both very good at the instrument that they uh, ended up. Or um, did you have to, at any point, be like, "Hey, fellas, got an idea? Why don't, why don't we switch this up?"
1: No, I don't know why they did that. I think they just misidentified their own instruments mm. and they just kind of kept going. It was a very odd thing to see and not say something about. Like I figured out like halfway through that first rehearsal, I thought, well, I mean, surely they surely they know. But they didn't seem to. Right. So it was rather impressive that they just kept going. So we just let them. You you're allowed to, you know, you're allowed to like wander off and do your thing, but I was surprised they never went back. You know, it's sort of like that thing where it's at what point when you see a switched at birth thing, are they like, you know what, let's not, let's just not switch them back. It's, it seems to be working. Right. Everybody, we all know where they all live. They're used to where they live now. Let's just, gotcha. let's just move on. Uh,
0: now, I know it was, and this is a band with a history of some differences and otherwise uh, that uh, Eddie did not want. So on that first album, they do a cover of the Kinks song you really got me. Um, and Eddie didn't want the first single to be someone else's song. He wanted it to be Jamie's Crying. And I want to ask you about that song in a second. But they, uh, they can maybe David or otherwise wanted to do. Uh, but I understand there was a thing. There was another band wanting to do a, that, that cover at the same time, this band Angel. Um, and there's sort of like a race to see who could get it out first kind of thing. And um, so I guess that even put more pressure on getting it done quickly.
1: I mean, to me, I didn't, you know, of course, I also produce Angels. So for me, it's a different game than for them, which was like, you know, whoever's doing it, I am going to win yeah. <laughs> at this. So I just, I guess, what does it mean? Yeah, I'm looking at it from my point of view. It's just, you know, you guys solved this. This seems like a, <laughs> this seems like some kind of male ego thing. I think the better person won, but th- truthfully, like the kinks won. I, I think they're, in working with them, it was really that was a special moment. And I think it was sort of odd that Van Halen wanted to start, start with that, but they did a better version than angels. So I think it worked out for the best angels had a uh, fair thing was they got to into being angels and they wanted bells and a lute and mm. um, they took it too literally. And they really wanted the name recognition. Oh, literally, yeah. They took it literally. And you know that's kind of it's just a silly way to go it was like there were like lambs in the studio and they just like they overshot it by a mile and uh yeah so i i'm in support of van halen doing that it's kind of interesting that they just didn't go uh it's an odd fit to me dave lee roth he's just in it for the fun so he was able to mine that for yeah. the kinks side of fun i feel like and that that worked out for the best
2: tom chalmers is a writer performer professor and professed music show Rat, as in he goes to a lot of them. He is part of the popular improv troupe, Reasonably Priced Babies, the host and producer of the long-running storytelling series, Listen to This, and co-host of the weekly sports talk radio show, Run That Back, on Asheville FM. His upcoming show is Listen to This, Stories and more on Stage, at Story Parlor in West Asheville and if only they were here to see this, True Tales of Memorable Memorial Moments on Thursday, September 28. Every Band Ever is producer, Tamara Federici, editor-slash-producer, Will Velasquez. Audio engineer, Clark Jackson. Publicity, Will Brierly. Coordinator, Mary Lear. Social media, Jonah Katz. Artwork by Simon Morris Winheld. Totally rad, dude. That made me want driving gloves and some hands, man. Tamara Federici named, the white stripes after the not-red parts of Eddie's guitar. For more info, go to every band ever on Instagram.